This episode of the Rock and a Hard Place podcast brought to you by Tweaked Audio at tweakedaudio.com. Use the code HARDPLACE to get a 33% discount off your order. That is tweakedaudio.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Rock in a Hard Place podcast. My name is Chris Cooner. Joining me, as always, he's not a dad yet, but it could happen any time now. His name happens to be Paul Gibson. What's up, Polly? Nothing. You can call me Daddy-O. 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 What's shaking, Daddy-O? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh, yeah. I'm Paul Gibson, host of Christian Rock 20, other stuff. I get to co-host this awesome podcast. It's you, good to see you guys. You stopped doing the other stuff. You got tired of putting that together. So we no, it's we, it, we it's going that, again. We dropped that from the show. The other stuff. Yeah, it's it's the the other stuff. Other stuff. Yeah. Like, as in, are you talking about Christian Music Archive, or are we talking about the actual other stuff? No, I was talking about your uh, your. Oh, what what did we call it? The um. The one where you had the three songs and the movie and the oh 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 the stew. I was just I was just messing with you. Oh okay. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. I know you're I know you're back to doing the Christian Music Archive, yeah. but we stopped. It's sporadic, uh, oh, you but know still. what? I should probably actually start our cameras. I'm sitting here talking, <laughs> and they're just staring Hello. at the. All the folks are just staring at the logo. It's just the logo. <laughs> hey, it's us. We're here. Hi. <laughs> Those of you that are listening at home, you're like, everything sounds fine to me. I don't understand what's going on. So, why are they even concerned with this? What's, yeah, what's going exactly. On? I, uh, I I did forget to start the YouTube recording, so apparently we're not going to have a YouTube recording this week. Oh, that's okay. Uh-huh. Those like three people that take time to watch it and probably don't even watch the whole thing. I don't think they're going to miss it so much. Maybe that's it's just probably me. like three new people every week. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably three <laughs> different people. Across each. The exactly. They just happen to, they just happen to stumble across it. And you know, that's the, you get what you get. So, this isn't journey. That's <laughs> uh, At least it could be winger. What's going on here? I said it was rock. I don't understand what's happening. Um, so no review from uh, Tom today. Apparently he's been Aww. sick with the flu the last three or four days. Um, That's no excuse. No, <laughs> it's so funny. I sent him a um, I sent him a Facebook message and I'm like, hey, I'm just trying to you know kind of get the game plan in my head. Are we? Uh, is there going to be a review this week? And he goes, uh, no. He's like, I've been down with the flu for like the last three days, and uh, I didn't even think about it. And then he goes, sorry. And I'm like, <laughs> typical Canadian to apologize. Well, I'm sorry. You know, I, I mean, I'm sorry that I was so sick. I couldn't do this <laughs> free thing that I give to you that takes up my time. I'm like, man, that is typical Canadian. <clears throat> so I had to I had to point that out to him that uh, that's priceless. you don't have to apologize when you get sick unless it's, you know, some controllable reason that that's you're right. sick, you know. And I think mm-hmm. we can all understand what those are. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my. Uh, so no baby yet, Paul. 
no baby, no baby. We're still about uh, six weeks out. Okay. And um, doing the baby shower tomorrow, so that'll be fun. Awesome. And yeah, I mean it's it's fun. I mean I I don't know. I mean geez, I I think I'm I'm actually quite lucky because Sarah's been like the model pregnant wife. I mean <laughs> you know sure I have to do a little bit more stuff, but she hasn't been like overtly moody or mood swingy or any of that stuff that I normally have nightmares about. So, gotcha. Um, it's been good, so good. I can't complain. Oh, that's awesome. Good deal. And Tim is in the chat room, so I'm assuming that there is no baby with Tim yet. His wife actually hit her her due date and is now... Oh, okay. uh, I thought she was about to say she hit her husband. <laughs> well, uh, that's always possible, too. But uh, either either she's in labor right now and he's chilling on hospital Wi-Fi... <laughs> <laughs> or uh, and in future trouble. <laughs> that's right. Or they're at home, so uh, you yeah. know, w- waiting on the baby to to happen to to show its face at some point. So uh, let's see. Well, we've got a little bit of news to cover today. Uh, the band Silverline, who announced that they are calling it quits, have announced their final show, and it's going to be in Brainerd. Is that Minnesota? Yeah. What? Minnesota well, in April? Isn't it just as cold in April area. as it is in January? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Wow. I I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, they've announced their breakup, and they've officially announced their final show. Uh, they're going to be playing April 10th at Journey North Church in Brainerd, Minnesota. They're going to be playing with special guest Loftland. And all attendees of the show will receive a copy of their latest album, Lights Out for Free. Tickets are ten bucks. Not too bad for uh, a final show. Yeah, no kidding. And it is weird that I know they're from that area, but it seems weird that they're that that's where they're playing their final show. You know, it, right? It, you, and and I know that they're not Anne Berlin, but you know, you always think about you know bands like that who play like a final show in some at least medium to big size town, at least like a Jacksonville, Florida, or something where there's at least a big size venue where where they can get maybe a couple of thousand people in for it. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know that Silverline ever reached that era. And and I think that they're one of those bands who I'm trying to think of who to compare them to on a mainstream side, but it feels like, you know, a lot of people really enjoyed their music, but maybe not as many people made the connection of, Oh, that's who that is. I right. think that they had right. a sound that a lot of people enjoyed and liked on the radio, but maybe never went through the trouble of finding out who they were. Mm-hmm. It felt like they never had the name recognition that other bands did. So. Yeah, that's completely possible. Completely possible. Yeah. Uh, Tim says no baby. He's making pancakes at home. Ah, nice. So good deal. Uh, the Devil Wears Prada. Have they been independent up until this point? No, they've actually been on bigger labels. So this is probably a bit of a step down for them. I think that they were on um, Ferret Records for a while, who has had a few Christian artists on there uh, over the years. But they're kind of a mainstream, like, metal, like, you know, kind of alternate label. Um, And then they were on Roadrunner Records, which is, you know, kind of a big deal. And then I'm guessing that that fizzled out for whatever reason, and now they're going to rise, which I think may actually be where they started. Hmm, Okay. So it might be kind of like the equivalent of Amberlynn going back to tooth and nail for their final release. But yeah. um, I'm not saying this is the Devil Wears Prada's final release, right. but you know, it's, <laughs> uh, they'll still do fine. I don't think that, that at this point being on a smaller label is going to hurt them any. I think that as long as their management is still 
aggressively seeking to get them on, you know, big festivals and whatnot. I don't think that, that the label is going to make that big of a difference because they have so much name recognition now. Right. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, kudos to them for getting on Rise Records at least. And we'll just kind of see how things uh how things go for there. Um, so this band that has said this is going to be releasing their fourth and final album finally has a release date, it looks like. Yeah, they do. Children 18-3, who were kind of cagey with Paul when he asked him specifically about this being their final album. <laughs> I still don't know what the deal is. Now, I'm so annoyed. <laughs> now has a release date for that final album. How long ago their Kickstarter was like two years ago? Yeah, it was a, like a redonkulous amount of time back. Okay, um, I really hate well, that word, see. just so you know. Oh, redonkulous? Yes. This is the dumbest oh. word in the English language. Okay, it, it is with much ridicule of the long distance from now in a backwards fashion that it was. <laughs> it was a long time ago. I know that, it's, but it's... Uh, it's what's that? You're going to look it's it up? Mystery. Uh, yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna look up when they were on the show last because I think that that was to talk about that Kickstarter. Gotcha. It was. Uh, it was about a year. Well, yeah, about a year ago. It was like February fifth of twenty fourteen. So it's been a little over a year. Um, and they started raising the money in January of last year. So it, it hasn't been as long as it's felt like, but still, it's a pretty stinking long time to go from "Yay, we made our goal" to. Nothing, 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 nothing. Right. Here's a shot of us in the studio. Nothing, 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 nothing. We're riding. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I mean, it, it was just like little spurts yeah. of info that didn't seem to mean a ton. Like it never was, oh, we're getting close. You know, most bands are like, oh, we're getting close. We've got so many songs done. We're tracking <laughs> drums on everything today. They're just like nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh, by the way, it's coming out in a month. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It just seems very, very strange. So, yeah, April 21st. Mm-hmm. is when that album is supposed to hit. Uh, they're doing it through Tooth & Nail Records, of course. Um, <clears throat> the album is called Come In, mm-hmm. and uh, they're doing, uh, I guess, 11 songs. Yeah, and to look down the track list, it sounds like a Children 18-3 record. I mean, yeah, know, there's nothing special to be gained from song titles, but uh, we do have a song clip, though, because they've already released a single, which they released so late in the week that I didn't get it in time to put in this week's show, so I was a little annoyed. <laughs> I think Tim was telling me when that he had gotten it at some point this week, and uh, I, I'm not sure if we've added it yet or not, but uh, I believe we probably will in the near future, but uh, go ahead and play the new clip. All right, here you go. It's uh, called Hold Your Breath, first single off the new record. Here we go. Swimming boat the same way your breath. There you go. Hold your breath, Children 18.3, on the new album, Come In, which uh, you just got to see the cover of, so I gather, which is kind of funny because they put the barcode on the front, and they reverted to their old logo, which is kind of fun. Yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm putting the, uh, the the cover's been in the chat window for a while now, for, or for the uh, live stream window for a little yeah. while now, and uh, I, I tell you, to look at these guys, they look so strange. I mean, they have a definite unique look. Mm-hmm. But they are 
the nicest people that you can ever meet. Oh, yeah. It's so funny how different they are in person compared to what they look like. Well, yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah, not a bad They're a thing. fun bunch of, of, of guys and girl. Um, yeah, they're really cool. And, and they're homeschooled and all siblings. So, yes, yeah, that probably helps. Exactly. Exactly. All good. So, uh, well, I'm looking forward to the Children 183 album personally. You know, I'm a fan. I enjoy very much. Like, like, like. And uh, so we'll just kind of have to see what happens. Now, Paul, I'm going to let you do this next one because I don't know anything about Glower. So why don't you uh, okay. why don't you kind of run with it? Okay. Well, there's this band called Glower. Um, for those of you who were into the band called Hands, they were kind of like a post-hardcore band, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, that was on uh, one of kind of the fringe labels. Uh, but anyway, uh, their drummer went on to start uh, Glower with this other dude. So it's just a two-person band. Well, I randomly saw something about them on Indivision, like uh, I think a couple of years ago, and saw that they had put out like a seven-inch EP that was just two songs, I believe, and uh, on vinyl. And I, I wrote them, I'm like, hey, uh, I would love to get one of those if possible i was like <laughs> i run a radio show and if you send me an uh, you know an mp3 i'd love to play it on the show and it's really good it's kind of a throwback to kind of the the days of of smashing pumpkins and and pearl jam and all those kind of real gritty grunge rock kind of you know modern rock uh beginnings and i think that they've got a real possibility of doing something big and it'll be interesting to see if that happens but anyway they just got recently signed to broken circles records which i'm not really familiar with Mm -hmm. um but they're going to be releasing their full length album which is going to be called uh the circle binds and uh you can see the cover i believe uh up in the stream putting it up right now cool so there you go it's kind of weird but hey that fits i mean it looks like it could be a smashing pumpkins album cover right but uh, it's going to be dropping on June 23rd on vinyl and on uh, digital outlets as well. Hmm. Now, uh, apparently the vinyl is going to be available in two limited colors, black and half opaque, baby blue, half highlighter yellow. Oh. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And How are you going to pre- decide which one to get, Paul? I don't know. I think I shall ask them to send me a lot of them. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Please like, send me I'll both. take one of give each. Me <laughs> give me, give me, give me. Thank you, sir. Anyway, Can I have uh, another? It was engineered and produced by uh, Joshua Barber, who's done everything from uh, Norma Jean, everything in slow motion, hands, and mastering by uh, Jason Livermore uh, at the Blasting Room, who's done Alkaline Trio, Hot Water, Music, uh, No Effects, and uh, the artwork was done by Colombian artist Randy Mora. Mm, so anyway, okay. but I'm I'm very excited about it. They're one of those bands that I just kind of assumed was kind of not get signed or go anywhere just because they were good and i like them and you know they hadn't you know come out with a big splash which is kind of like one of those indivision things of oh the guy from this band started a new band it sounds kind of like this and they got like two songs and you can get it on vinyl of course i just heard vinyl and i was sold so um yeah but it's it's really good i would recommend checking them out if you get a chance uh there sounds very cool and and if you're our age this will be very much a throwback sound for you guys and and be one of those things you're like yeah this, this I can make some new memories to this. You know, it's, yeah. it's good stuff. Cool. Good deal. Uh, let's see here. Justified and Reform the Resistance launch a crowdfunding project. So are they doing a... Oh, they're doing it through Pledge Music. Yeah, and it's weird. Um, we've got uh, Sambo on the show 
uh, who's their bass player and one of the founding members of both of those bands. It's weird, though, because the difference between Justified and Reform the Resistance is just the drummer. Mm. Um, other than that, it's the same band, but it's two brothers and a different drummer. Uh, but, of course, Justified was kind of uh, one of the later bands to enter into the kind of the rap rock scene uh, on the Christian side anyway. And they did OK. They didn't do anything huge, but it was one of those things where um, I think they probably would have been bigger had they come out a year or so earlier. But they mm-hmm. were very young and their stuff wasn't like astronomically great, but it was pretty good. Uh, and they just kind of disappeared. And then randomly a few years ago, I had reformed the resistance on the show um, and, it, you know, come to find out that there was that connection. Well, the weird story is, and you can find out more about this in the interview on the Christian Rock 20 this week, but their former drummer went on to start a management company with one of the dudes from Pillar. Uh And uh, so he kind of backed out and and the two brothers moved to Nashville from Arizona. Well, recently they had had still been in contact, weren't so friendly with their old drummer, and he started managing Reform the Resistance. And he was like, you know what? You guys didn't seem to do a very good job of carrying over the fans of Justified onto this new project. So... (laughs) What would it be like if you guys, you know, if we figured out a way to have have a connection somehow? And so they dug up some old demos that never were recorded for uh, Justified towards the end of their career. They're recording those and they're putting out uh, an EP with those on it. And then they're simultaneously releasing a new Reform the Resistance album. So they're kind of doing this together. So if you go to PledgeMusic.com and you help them out, you're really helping out both projects. And you Which get- is unique. It is very unique, and you get both projects. I think the the base level, you get both projects, plus you get the uh, previously released Reform the Resistance album that was new um, up till this one that they're they're uh, funding. So you get a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, they're not really planning on doing much in the way of touring or doing much else than just putting out these, these demos. I think one of the premiums on the pledge music is to have a, a few shows for justified but none of them are really interested in touring as justified i mean gotcha. they've all got their own different things going uh compared to that so I, I don't know i mean it'll be cool um the new justified song and the new reform the resistance song are both on the show this week and uh, you get those instantly with the pledge as well hmm. so cool kind of fun good deal well, let's take a quick break and see what kirk has to say about the other stuff mm. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Matt Carney brings us his fifth studio album that blends his love of hip-hop with pop music fun while telling stories and singing like a singer-songwriter. It's a strange blend, but it works for him, and it sets his music apart. I was turning 19 on a cold December night I like Carney's storytelling from talking about his journey so far, his relationship with his wife, or just observing events around him. He wraps his stories in solid beats and unique vocal delivery. My high school walls, but I just disappeared. Into the dark room hall. Carney really sounds like he's having fun on the album. And while the album does have an overall positive tone, there are a few darker songs like Ghost, Moving On, and The Conversation, even if they might be wrapped in a happy pop music beat. No 
cliche. If you share my bed, then baby, you share my name. Cause you For some great stories wrapped in great music, check out Matt Carney's Just Kids, available everywhere. This has been Captain Kirk with The Other Stuff for the Rock and the Hard Place podcast. Awesome, Kirk. Thank you so very much. Very cool. Now, if you're uh, interested in checking out Matt Kearney, might I suggest, you know, maybe picking up a new pair of headphones to check Ooh. the music out with? Ooh. You know, like you can that. you can get a decent, well, no, they're a good set of headphones <clears throat> from our sponsor at tweakedaudio.com. And if you use the code HARDPLACE, all one word, HARDPLACE, they'll give you 33% off of that purchase. Not only that, but if you use that code, we actually get a little bit of money back from them. So you get headphones, you get a discount, you help our podcast. That's three ways to win right there. You also get a lifetime warranty. Four ways to win. Seven different styles, seven different colors. They've got uh, in-ear and on-ear headphones both, although their on-ears are... uh, about 80 bucks so uh it's a bit pricey for some but uh you know the in-ears are fantastic they've got a couple of different kinds they've got the uh the apple old school apple earbud style that's round and then they've got the in-ear where it's got the silicone rubber that you can shove into your ear and helps uh cancel out some of the noise of the surrounding area so if you're interested in helping us out you can go to uh tweakedaudio.com once again use the code hardplace all one word Get your discount, free shipping, lifetime warranty, all of that good stuff. Tweakedaudio.com. We thank them for their helping sponsor this little podcast. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, very, very much. Okay, Paul, um, I am, uh, I'm ready. You're ready. I'm ready. What are you ready for? Your game. Oh, you're ready for my game? You yeah. ready for, uh, yeah. the, what is, what is that thing called? Oh, yeah, the, the. Uh, the Rock in a Hard Place podcast presents The Song Blender. Okay, so The Song Blender it is. Now, as most of you may know who are regulars to this show, the way The Song Blender works is we take a clip from a song that we know that Chris knows fairly well, if not very, very well. <laughs> and we take it and we take a small chunk and then we flip it backwards and then we change the pitch on it and then we play it for him and we like to watch the wheels grind inside his head as he thinks very hard about whether or not he can figure out what song this is. I need to now have like a, a great track record. I need to have a smoke animation to come up off of the top of my head while I'm thinking. You know, just <laughs> <laughs> or little sparks that fly out of your ear. <laughs> something, something gears. Hear the the sound of gears grinding as uh, as I'm thinking. <laughs> right, right. So anyway, so once again, small clip backwards pitch pitch shifted, and we'll see if Chris can get it. Here we go. It's an odd chunk of the song, I'll admit, but still. Yeah, that is. It sounds familiar, though. Yeah. Um, 
Now, and and for those listening, keep in mind the speed itself has not changed. It's the same speed. Right. It's just the tempo the is the tempo is the same. It's just a different right. pitch. Which exactly. Is am- which is amazing to me that we have technology that has that capability. It can shift the pitch without shifting the tempo. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty rad. It that's is. Cool. Think about it. I mean, that's yeah. pretty awesome. Uh, okay, play it again for me, please. Play it again, All right. Sham. All right, here we go. Wow. It's like I know it. I I mean I know I'll know it when you when we get to that point. Right. But at this moment I don't know yeah, it. No. Okay, well do you want to hear it without the pitch shift? Yeah, let's let's remove the pitch shift. Boy, we really got to be careful how we say that. <laughs> uh and let's just let's hear it it just uh reversed. All right, here we go. Okay. Oh, like oh, thing. oh, for oh, you, oh, oh, for you, oh, oh, but it's not. <laughs> no, no, no. It's uh, Viridia. Keep going. Uh, which one is it, though? <laughs> um, I, although I am impressed that you even know it's Viridia. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, We Are the Brave. Oh, yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can keep my DJ card. Yes, you do. You get to keep your chair. <laughs> All right. So for those people who, who haven't, who still are going, how in the world? What? Yeah. Here is it forwards. And this is actually a chunk from like the last eight seconds of the song. Yeah. Which it took me forever to find. So I'm like, I want to hear that part where it stutters. Just because that seems like that'll make it a little bit harder. So here's it forwards. No pitch shift. Just normal. Just a small clip. Here we go. And that's it. Yeah, you have this way of picking the the, the randomest section of song and <laughs> make it so hard on me. <laughs> but hey, if it makes you feel any better, you're doing much better at this than I would if the roles were reversed. Really? You think so? I think so. Wow. Okay. My brain has a way of going into fart mode on stuff like that. I'll just sit there and listen to it and be like, uh... <laughs> That's like if I'm trying to like, you know, back when I was more, uh, I guess, aggressive about writing album reviews for the for the website. Yeah. The hardest thing was usually going, OK, this reminds me of somebody. <laughs> I can't think of what band this sounds like, but there's like chunks of this that I can hear the part of the song in my head. But I couldn't tell you for the life of me who it was. Wow. That's awesome. That's so funny, dude. <laughs> that, that really that really cracks me up. Yeah, so I think I think you've only have you only missed one? I think I might have only missed one. You had to you had to break it down pretty far before I finally got it. Yeah. So Well, I'm I'm impressed. I'm not gonna lie. I think that's pretty cool. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see here. Back to the news. The letter black begins their Indiegogo campaign for touring, apparently. Yeah. So Which that's because different. I thought it was going to be for a record, but no, it's for touring. Well, they, yeah, less exciting. they're working on a record. Yeah. But, but that's yeah. not what the Indiegogo is for. Yeah. 
<laughs> so uh, according to the article that we uh, stole from Indivision Music, it says on the morning of March 6th, the Letter Black announced that they will attempt what many other Christian bands have attempted and successfully done, crowdfunding their next tour. The Letter Black officially launched their Indiegogo campaign so that we can get to a town near you faster and more often than we have ever been able to before. They've set an ambitious goal of 20 grand, and they've got 30 days to make it happen. The Letter Black has been nicely creative with some of their incentives. Offering packages include custom T-shirts, hoodies, a Skype guitar lesson, and even some of Sarah's wardrobe items from the music video. Now, Hmm. they're raising 20 grand to tour. Right. But then are they still going to sell tickets to get into the shows? I bet so. I bet so. Because, I mean, let's face it. I mean, you're, you're basically buying the right to get some of this stuff. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it would be one thing if. I don't know. It's just it's one of those areas that I think a lot of people are like, OK, well, so you've raised all this money to mm-hmm. come to my town and I helped sponsor you. But then I yeah. still have to pay to go to the show. Do you know what I mean? It's right. it's like it's like, you know, funding the album through Kickstarter or whatever and then selling that album after that. Where if you raise the money by people donating it, should you then give it away? I, I guess that's kind of the ethics question for that. It Well, and that's <laughs> a that's the thing where it comes in I think differently on the Kickstarter thing, because I think, you know, people do the the Kickstarter thing to cover the initial recording costs. And most of the time, the people who pledge at 90% of the levels get the album in one one form or another, whether it's digital, vinyl, CD, you know, smoke signals, whatever. They get it somehow. Right. And then for the people who didn't, I think it's totally fair for people to have to pay for it. Yeah. Um, because let's face it, this isn't just, oh, we, we want to be able to break even on the record. They, they're in, this is their job. They do want to make some money off of this. Um, and I think the deal with the letter black is I think that they're in this weird space where a lot of people know who they are are but they're still not a band that's going to be a huge draw in and of themselves which is kind of weird i mean he i don't know they're too big to do like living room tours and really small things that you know are very easy to get money off of even though they're very small right um but they're they're too big for that but they're also too small to be like, okay, we're taking three other bands with us and we're going to play across the country and we're going to have sellout shows. That's not going to happen either. Even if they're playing clubs, I don't think they're going to sell out a club. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think that I think that they really just need money to be able to cover, you know, the the ever present gas costs and and transportation and all that. And I don't know. I mean, it is kind of a weird thing. I hadn't even thought about that until you brought it up honestly about well, that just, kind of idea. But. Yeah, I'm I'm just curious as to as to what some of that would be. Now I'm looking at their Indiegogo campaign right now. They are at four thousand six hundred ninety five dollars, twenty three percent of their goal. They have twenty three days left. Um it's called a fixed funding, which means they only get the money if the whole twenty is raised by the deadline. 
Um, going over some of their rewards, uh, 20 bucks gives you the rebuild CD and an 8x10 signed uh, photo, plus you get what they call Fan of the Day. Um, and then uh, the Fan of the Day is take a picture of yourself and we'll post it on all of our social media sites, thanking you by name for your support. 30 bucks gets you a limited custom tee. 45 gets you a, a limited custom hoodie. 150 gives you signed kick drum heads. Uh, also gets you, or, or I should say, could get you a Skype guitar lesson. 250 gets you to Skype with Sarah. Uh, or uh, drum guitar tech for a day, so you get to uh, be a drum tech or guitar tech for the entire day. Uh, America flag tee, I guess that's one of the things that she wore during the video. That was uh, 250 bucks already sold out. The boots that she wore for the music video, hanging on by a thread, $350 sold. Wow. Sarah's shirt. Is and, it bad that I almost wonder about the people who really want her clothes? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering too. <laughs> uh, 350 bucks gets you her t-shirt and bracelet from the uh, Fire with Fire video. Ooh, your favorite. 500 gets you the jacket she wore for the Hanging On by a Thread video. 500 gets you the jacket from Believe. Uh, <laughs> 500 will also get you a Skype acoustic performance or two tickets for life and a t-shirt or two backstage passes for life and a t-shirt or two tickets plus backstage plus dinner plus a t-shirt. Wow. 1500 gets you uh, a signed guitar and a t-shirt. <laughs> Sarah's dress from the stand music video. <laughs> And $5,000 gets you a full band concert plus a t-shirt. <laughs> it is kind of funny that you get a shirt, too. I mean, why not at that point? But still, it is kind of fun. It's like, oh, yeah, and a shirt. Yeah, $5,000. Um, we'll throw a concert and a t-shirt. I, <laughs> I would do one of those. I paid $5,000 and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> so once the concert's over, you know? Yeah. Wow, that's funny. No, honestly, I enjoy uh, the letter black. I do not like Fire with Fire. Just personal opinion. I don't. I don't like that song. Fire not a fire. not a big fan. Uh, and I know that's one of the ones that Paul is going to choose at some point to be in the song blender. I thought about it today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I figured as much. Uh, you know, but I, I like most of the rest of their stuff. I think that uh, they've got a great sound. And, and uh, Bruce actually sent us a, a clip, a link to a clip of uh, a sample of the new music that they're producing. And it is much harder than what I have heard them previously do, which I think is a good thing. Um, mm -hmm. It's much more edgy, and I, I really enjoyed uh, what it is that, uh, that they played. So we've got that to definitely look forward to. So yeah. we'll just kind of have to see what, uh, what happens in that regard. So kudos to them. Hopefully they'll be able to reach their goal and get out on tour and, uh, and make it happen. So Yeah, I don't know. Touring is just such an expensive venture, especially when you want to do it bigger than just we're going to show up and do a do you know the instruments on stage and play i mean if you're right. wanting any sort of theatricality to it at all it's going to get expensive but yep lights and sound and all of that fun stuff yeah and i think that they have potential to be a bigger deal than they are and it's weird they it's well at least in the world of like uh the message boards on indivision music or the comments or whatever they get so much hate it's sad <laughs> i don't know why like yeah. anytime somebody starts bringing up like 
new tooth and nail versus old tooth and nail. They're like, there are so many bands on there now that are more concerned with fashion. <laughs> right. And I'm just going, what? Right. <laughs> it's like, they're a, de- they're not a bad band. <laughs> <I'm> for <laughs> hiring. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. oh, excuse that me. That usually gets brought up too. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But of course, then again, I, I, I take that with a huge grain of salt because all of them are like, it all needs to go back to like roadside monument and, and, and like wish for Eden. And you know, like all the right. bands that got signed just in the first year. Cause that's real music. I'm like, yes. And that's because you are the age you are. Right. And nothing else. And it obviously that music was not making them money. So they had to branch out a little bit. Well, and also, I mean, it's like that was like when it was all this kind of really muddy grunge rock yeah. and, and emo stuff before any of that was like a thing. And everyone wants to bring that back. Although if they did, I don't think people would like it as most people. I don't think would like it as much as they right. think they would. Right. But no, I yeah. mean, yeah, definitely. All right. I think we've I think we've beaten that horse. Okay, fair the, enough. The Classic Crime is about to embark on a spring tour with Hearts Like Lions. Mm-hmm. So uh, that definitely sounds good. Now, uh, taking a look at the uh, at the poster, we can see where all it is that they will be. Uh, they're going to hit Seattle and Portland. Mm-hmm. Are you going to try and go to that show, Paul? Uh, what's the date on that one? Specifically? Uh, 410 is Portland. Yeah, that will be within a week and a half of when my baby's born. So I don't think doubt so. it. <laughs> uh, they're gonna. I, be, I don't think that's in the cards. <laughs> they're gonna be hitting uh, Idaho, uh, Idaho, Idaho. <laughs> it's a new state, Idaho, <laughs> Idaho, <laughs> Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Texas. They got three shows in Texas. They've got uh, Arizona. Anaheim, California, and looks like they'll be heading through Sacramento towards the end of April. So nice. We'll have to uh, we'll have to see if we can catch that. Uh, looks like uh, special guests Megosh or Megosh, Hearts Like Lions, and AFT on shows is who. Uh, <laughs> I just had a great thought. What? I bet I know their their members' names. Who? Osh and Kosh. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Ah! Me gosh. Hmm. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, you can stream a band in Kansas' new single, I Hope God Don't Mind If We Talk A Whiles. They premiered their uh, first single from their upcoming album, Alligator, this morning. And you can check out the stream oh of their new song via SoundCloud. Alt Press has a quote from vocalist Jeremy Spring about the new music. An alligator is due out May 12th from Bad Christian. Yeah, you're now, Paul, it says you have a clip that I do. So and and after we play the clip, I'm going to I'm going to uh, give you kind of a, a little bit of a of a uh, some sum up of a line that comes before this clip. But I wanted you to be able to hear the chorus. So you got a good feel for it. But there is a definite part before this chorus that is, I think, going to be a big uh breaking point for a lot of a lot of uh, Christian rock programmers so we'll talk about that here in a second here we go
So musically, I really like it, but they're definitely hinting that they're going to be pulling no punches lyrically with this record. And yeah, I think that, we've seen that coming for a while now after the breakup with Goatee, the way things went from there. And uh, yeah, I think Jeremy's a bit raw at this moment with a lot of different things. Right. And I know the line that you're going to say. So let's yeah, let's let's talk <laughs> so, about it. Yeah, it says something to the effect of I wish we could open up the headlines and, and not see yet another instance of a, of a shepherd uh, molesting their sheep or something like that. Um, I don't have a problem with with Jesus, but, you know, his, the people who follow him, you know, are the are like the big problem or something like that. I mean, that's that's just me yeah. summarizing. I haven't. It's, uh, it's essentially, you know, God's never hurt me, but his yes. people always do or something along those lines. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, that's that's the gist of it. I mean, you can catch the whole thing on SoundCloud, but it's like the first line in the song, pretty much. I mean, it's right up front. And I was just going, hmm, I wonder if I'm going to be able to get away with playing this on my show or not. <sighs> and ironically enough, uh, I asked their rep if they were going to be serving this to Christian Rock. because I just didn't know. I'm right. like, well, with a single like that and with it being bad Christian, I don't know. Right. Uh, so I, I asked them, they're like, yes, it's going out to everybody today. I still haven't seen it. And that was like a week and a half ago. Huh? So I don't know what happened. Huh? Interesting. I believe Tim got a copy of it. I don't know if we have started spinning it yet. Um, but I believe that Tim got a copy of it already. So, um, Hmm, I may have to haunt her about that then. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent certain on that, but, uh, I, I want to say that he did and he'll let me know in the chat room in just a minute, whether or not he, uh, he actually did or not. But, you know, um, pulling no punches, I think is fine. Yeah. And, um, I, I think that you can, I mean, Oh, Tim just got the same stream. So he hasn't actually gotten a copy of the song yet. Oh, okay. So you're not alone in that regard. Um, It's, it's one of those, Hmm. How do you, how do you do this without alienating? And I, I don't know that, that you can. So he's willing to take a risk and, change his fan base i think a little bit but i mean you even look at the cover of the album i'm showing it again for the chat room it's a face and there is definitely a a cigarette sticking out of the mouth and the title of the album is in a chat bubble that looks like it's coming out of the tip of the cigarette (laughs) yes although i'll i i will put one proviso with that that is not actually the cover for the whole record that is a piece of the cover for the whole record ah gotcha um so they're using that as the cover for the single. Okay. But yeah, it's it's like it's this weird bigger collage that has that as part of it. Um so it's a big oil painting and yeah, I mean it is weird. You know, not that abandoned Kansas has ever been known for being uh, normal, <laughs> which is funny. I just now noticed there's kind of an AK there if you kind of look at it. Oh, is that right? It's Where a black uh... A and then a blue K there. Oh, I guess oh. so, kind of. I wonder if that was intentional or if it just kind of happened that way. I don't know. Huh. But anyway, yeah, I mean, between that and being on the label that they're on, I mean, I think that they were a big enough deal to where they could have gotten signed to other places. Right. um, Without a ton of trouble. And as a matter of fact, if you listen to the interview with uh, Jeremy Spring on the Bad Christian podcast, I think he did talk about a little bit of his frustrations in general. And then um, 
may, well, although maybe he, maybe they did have trouble with other deals falling through because he, he kept on saying how annoyed he was that, you know, about going and playing showcases in Nashville and having reps from like a Christian label come and say, Oh yes, we can do big things together. You know, we're definitely going to get something together hundred percent. And then he would never hear from them again. It right. Was like, you right. know, he goes, I don't know what to believe in all of this anymore because it doesn't seem like anyone's being honest, you know, and, and it's great that you're being nice and enthusiastic, but ultimately I just assume you say you're good, but you're, you're not a good fit and it's not going to happen. Totally. Thanks for a good show. Totally. So yeah, it's, it's one of those, you know, be honest. <laughs> There's no reason yeah. to not, you know, if you, if you're like, Hey, I don't think you fit with us very well, but I like your sound personally, then, then say that, you know, right. I, I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong. And maybe it's a matter of, you know, the, the people at the showcase had the best intentions and, and they really did like it. And then when they went back, they shared it with the rest of their folks at the label and the, the rest of the people said, no, I really don't think that that's for us. Um, right. and you know, I mean, those kinds of things are possible. It's, it's plausible that that might've happened, but then you would think that the guy who said we could do big things together would call him up and say, you know what? I believe in you, but I can't get the rest of the folks on board. So, you know, we're not going to be able to make a deal instead of just not saying anything, just, yeah. you know, like ignoring it. But there's, I, I don't know. Jeremy's walking a line that will do one of a couple of things it'll either cut out a large portion of his audience yeah. or um it will begin some conversation that people can have about whether or not this is good or bad or indifferent um you know him teaming up with bad christian i i don't know i'm not sold on all those guys in the way that they handle themselves uh, in a lot of ways, I, I struggle with some of that. I don't want to be judgmental of them. I certainly don't want to question their salvation at all. That's not my point. But I just, uh, I feel like they could do so much more good without all of the theatrics. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And I mean, it's it's one of those things I kind of deal with as well. I'm not really sure what to to feel about it. And, you know, I mean... And I know a lot of it for probably both of us is just it seems like they're kind of flagrant use of bad language. Yes. Um, which don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, Chris and I were talking before the stream started about having back spasms. Uh, I let loose a wordy dirt or two whenever yeah. I was having some spasms <laughs> earlier in the week. And, and I'm not going to lie about that and say I'm perfect. Cause I'm not totally. Um, but, you know, I just I don't know. And, and it's hard to know what to do with that. And I know that that there are probably maybe some people who are paying attention to them because they seem more approachable because of that. But I'm not sure that that is the best thing either. And right. I don't know, but it's, it's so hard because you go stuff like, you know, that where it feels like we're griping at them about that. But at the same time, I remember when we were having a conversation about uh, Brian head Welch saying something on Twitter that was technically a curse word. He and said, he wasn't damn. Even thinking about it. Huh? He said, damn. Oh, he said, damn, that okay. was the best damn so, show I've seen in a long time. Right. And then he had people jump all over him for it. Right. And our reaction was, think about who he is. Right. Think about what has been normal for him for as long as it's been. And then, you know, not to say that, that he's doing a bad thing by it, but still, he's still uh, in a mainstream touring band. Well, and how many people with- don't think damn is a bad word? 
Right. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's kind of the lower rung echelon of, of bad words these days. I mean, you right. Know, you can, now you that doesn't mean that I walk around and drop it all day long, but oh, it, no. if, if there's, if there's w- words that are going to offend me, that's not one of the ones that's going to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, which is also funny because we had the, the uh, an entirely different conversation about I am by POD, which, which flagrantly drops, you know, the one of the quote unquote worst words right. out there. Right. <laughs> no. All I can say but, about this is, th- is this, Paul. I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah. I don't know. So. I don't know. It is weird. And I think a good part of it for me is, you know, my mom, obviously, you know, growing up with, in a Christian family, my mom was not okay with cursing. Right. Uh, so I still have this weird knee-jerk reaction to cursing, especially in music, because for me growing up, if I had a CD that had a song that had cursing on it, it was like a mainstream album. I would usually skip the track because I didn't want my mom to hear it. Maybe get rid of the CD because I usually didn't listen to that song anyway. Right. Well, of course, and you so felt the same way weird, about like, oh, uh, can't have that. Kind you of felt the same way about DC Talks. I don't want it, though. So exactly. You know, <laughs> let's put True. things into let's put things into proper perspective here. <laughs> this is right. I mean, yes, yes. Up front, I was homeschooled, raised <laughs> by a fairly well, a very conservative family. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm a wild and crazy guy compared to the average <laughs> part of my family. So. And, and there's nothing wrong with my family. They're fine. But right. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it, it is different and, and whatnot, but yeah, the whole, the whole cursing thing just still, I mean, even if it's a, if, even if it's a mainstream band that I like and there's cursing in it, I'm so always like, I, even though it sounds goofy to hear edited songs. And I don't think that that necessarily makes a huge difference in the big scheme of things. Exactly. Between that and working in radio to where you're like, Oh, Oh shoot. They said that. Did it? Did anyone else hear that? Right. That can't right. be there. And I'm like, well, okay, wait, this, this is my car. It's you were the radio. one. You were the one who pointed out the Scott Stapp song yes. to me. You know who I yeah. am. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I listened to that song probably seven or eight times and <laughs> never heard it. And then all of a sudden you're like, hey, are, are you guys going to play this song? And did you did you know that it, it says that word in it? And I went yeah. back and listened and now I can't unhear it. Right. You know, it's like, oh, so now every time I listen to it, I get to hear that. Thanks. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so, no, it's fine. I mean, it'll be interesting to see where Jeremy's career goes from here and what level of acceptance he's able to find uh, within the Christian community. You know, there's going to be those that are going to put up their hands and say, you know, I'm done. I can't. You know, I can't go along with this. And, you know, I feel like the guys from Emory are kind of facing some of that same thing. They're not really going to be embraced by what we would consider the normal Christian groups. Um, And maybe that's okay. Maybe that will allow them opportunities to reach out to others. Um, But I just, you know, I'm so careful with my words because I don't want people to get the wrong idea of who God is and what he desires for them. And so it just, it makes me nervous when I see them being so flagrant with their use of foul language as being an acceptable thing. When I know that scripture is pretty clear about letting no unwholesome thing come out of your mouth, building each other up in words, um, with words and and such so it's it's kind of a it's hard I don't and know. what's funny is for me though is is i've heard arguments behind the whole like no unwholesome thing out of your mouth and i've heard people say you know what i don't think that applies to curse words if you ask me that applies more to 
uh, people gossiping about other people and spreading rumors and talking down about people behind their back. And I'm like, definitely it includes that. I, mean, I, I think no it's one all arguing. of that. I think yeah, it's all I, of it's it. It's like no one's arguing that it doesn't include that. Uh, but I mean, in, in a large part, I mean, sure, words are just words. But it, uh, And I think a lot of it comes in, in how you use them in a big right. way. But at the same time, it, it is hard. And, it, and it, I think both of us are kind of in the position of it's like, why do you need to go there? Yeah. I mean, because I think that we both felt like there was a good reason behind, you know, the POD song. I am why they went there. Right. And well, and Scott we got Seth to ask, song, I kind of get why they went there. Yeah. We got to ask Sonny about it and his response. We felt justified the song. Now that doesn't mean yeah. we're going to, we were going to slide it into rotation. You know, <laughs> we played it for the broken record because that's yeah. when he talked about it. We opted right. not to play it after that solely for the fact that we did not want to offend a lot of people, especially right. people who would not have taken the time to hear what Sonny's reasonings were. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, no, and I'm on board with you there. 100%. Awesome. Well, uh, we are getting close to the end because, Paul, you have a hard out at 1030. So let's do yeah. uh, <clears throat> let's do our noise or your noise trade picks. Let's talk about that sure. stuff and then we'll uh, we'll kind of start to wrap things up. All right. Sounds good. Uh, I have uh, two singles from okay. noise trade to talk about this week. Awesome. Uh, the first one is coming from a guy who I've kind of followed off and on for a while. Um, he's he's very t- talented no doubt about it some of his stuff i connect with and some of it i don't uh, but he goes by the name jr his stuff tends to be somewhere between hip-hop gospel soul and other things i mean it it tends to be very varied um and i tend to like his stuff that tends to lean more towards hip-hop the stuff that's just straight ahead soul is not always what appeals to me it it, it usually falls into a section of not gritty soul enough like it's not like southern like you know this is this is soul you know 100 usually tends to fall more towards r&b into that right and that's not always my thing but this one just randomly popped up and it's one of a series of singles that he's released on noise trade so there's many singles uh and as you can see up on your screen this one is called burn for you it's part of the liberation music series and i think that this one is just banging i love it but it's not really hip-hop but it's got a cool flair to it and i think it could do really well so uh burn for you let us know what you guys think that's why, baby, I'm burning for you. I'm burning for you. Walk through the fire, swim in the ocean to find you. Teach me a mystery, then all there is to see. I'll be your student if you promise to school me. Baby, I'm burning for you. I'm burning for you. Paying you a slide, you turn the simple to wise. All the fools despise you. I think the guitar is really what brings it together. I mean, the beat's good. His vocals are good. The lyrics are, 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 are well-written. But the guitar, like that kind of sparse guitar in the background, really does it for me. I, yeah. I like it a lot. No, I like it. It's good. Very good stuff. Excellent. And, uh, the, yeah. The other noise trade pick is uh, from an artist that we've featured before, and he's got another single out. He goes by the name Alistair. Um, and his stuff tends to be kind of somewhere between EDM and pop. It's not quite dubstep, but it's not quite Britney Spears either. You know, it's it kind of meets somewhere in the middle in a fun place. And he's got a new single called Spark Take Two, and it features somebody named Sane. Uh, I like it. It's got a cool flair to it. And we'll play a clip for you. Here you go. All this time
there you go. Alistair featuring Sane. It's called Spark Take Two, and you can find it and the JR track both on noisetrade.com. Awesome. Good deal. Good deal. Well, that is going to do it for this week. Um, we are always looking for topics for our show. So if you have something that you want to hear Paul and my opinion on, although I'm still not sure why you'd want that. Uh, if perchance you do happen to want it, though, uh, you can send us an email to rock in a hard place podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, that is rock the letter N, the letter A hard place podcast at gmail.com. You can also stop by our Facebook page and send us a, uh, a comment from there at uh, facebook.com slash rock and a hard place podcast. Uh, always looking to hear what your guys ideas are, your thoughts, concerns, anything along those lines. Uh, send us emails. We'll read them. Go by iTunes. Leave us a review if you wouldn't mind or wherever you download your uh, your audio podcasts from most places have a way to be able to like or review or uh, you know do uh, do something what are you sniffing ah uh, i had a breakfast burrito from a local mexican place and i have a leftover thing of hot sauce and i was thinking about shooting it oh <laughs> life is never dull with you on the other end of the camera paul oh it smells so good <laughs> well that'll wake you up in the morning Oh, and there it goes. Down the hatch, completely empty. Paul just took communion with hot sauce. That's right. It does kind of look like a little communion cup, too. It's, it might be a tad bit bigger, but yeah, it's not, it's not horribly big. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. Well, as I have said, that is going to do it for Paul and I. So uh, I will just say this. I am Chris Cooner. And I'm Paul Gibson. And we will do our best to catch you next week. See ya!